the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. The book of Revelation teaches us an awesome revelation. That is, that God opens doors of opportunity for us that once open, no man can shut on us. But it's important to know and understand that any door of opportunity that God opens for me and you are only as good as our willingness to walk through. Because if we don't, for whatever reason, walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, we'll never receive or achieve any of what God wants to be received and achieved by me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, so we can receive and achieve all the things that God has waiting for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Acts chapter 13, starting with verse 1. Here's where he was literally pulled out to be able to do it. Verse 1. Now there were in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, who said? The Holy Ghost said. So this is man saying, this is the Holy Ghost himself saying. The Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And of course, and then after they had fasted and prayed that they laid hands on them and they sent them away. Drop down to verse 46. Verse 46 says, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, speaking to the Jew. But seeing ye put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Well, of course, that was the call that he had on him in the first place, was to be able to speak to the Gentiles. But isn't it interesting that, he, that in the midst of that, when he said that I got a call for you to be able to go speak to these Gentiles, it didn't say anything about the fact that I got a call for you to speak to the Jew. But yet there's a timing of everything because that was the necessary thing that needed to be done prior to the time that they went and spoke to the Gentiles. If they would have tried to speak to the Gentiles ahead of time, the door would have been slammed shut because the scripture says that it had to be done to the Jew first and then to the Greek. It had to be done for the Jew first and the Greek. The Greek represented the Gentiles. And so if since that's the case, then it's, everything is always going to line up with scripture. There's many things that God's going to ask of you to do. But there are certain things that need to be done prior to the door opening for you to be able to go and do what it is that God has called you to do. It's one of the reasons why it's going to be so important for you to be led by the Spirit in these days to come. To be led by the Spirit in these days to come. 
Because if you're not led by the Spirit, then you're not led by him who knows every step that you need to make along the way, the things that need to be able to be handled before you can make it forward into the things that he has in store for you. That's one of the reasons why it's so important for you to develop your relationship with the Holy Ghost this year. To develop your relationship. We were learning on the midweeks. Oh, if you ain't at midweek, you ought to come on. We're having some awesome things. The Lord's dropping some bombs up in there. One of the things that he told us is to learn to start talking to him. Just talk to him. Not deep, old English. You don't have to go old English. Just talk to him. Just begin to start sharing with him your heart. Sharing with him what it is you want to do. Just ask him little simple things. You know, little simple things. And then get accustomed to him talking back to you. Because he speaks. The Holy Ghost speaks. He's not, you know, he's not all nebulous and not all, ooh, no, he'll speak to you. And you'll know exactly what it is that he'll want you to do. We, we read verse 46. Let's look at verse 47. It says, for so hath the Lord commanded us. Look, he commanded them, which means that he ain't asking them nothing. He commanded them. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be the light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. That there'll be the light of the Gentiles. That's the plan that he had in store for me. He intended them to be the light of the Gentiles. That's what I called them forth to do. So I said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have for them, which is to be that light unto the Gentiles. So you would think that if he's supposed to be a light unto the Gentiles, he would just go and do what it is he told them to do. No, there's a timing to things. As quiet as it's kept, this was years from the time that we read the first one when, when he was called out to be able to do it. It was years from that time to the time that he then called him out to do it. And then it was even years before he ended up doing it to the fullness of what God had in store for him to do. Uh, yeah. See, that's important to know because, see, don't become impatient in the things of God. Just know what it is he's told you to do and just do what he tells you to do for now until you get the chance to accomplish all that he has in store for you then. Just do all he has for you to do now. Let today's problems be sufficient. Let today's life be enough. A lot of times we're so concerned about our future that we forget our now. And then because of that, we step into a future unprepared because we haven't dealt with the now that prepares you. See, it's the now that prepares you for the future that God has in store for you. So you just need to learn how to handle now. I'm called to this worldwide ministry. Well, good. Clean up your clean up your room because that's now. Are you listening to me? Wash your dishes now. Well, I'm called to speak before many. Well, that's wonderful. Now speak to your husband, your wife or your children now. Do that now because everything has a timing to it. Because after you do one thing, then it opens the door for the other things. I'm called to, do, to, 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 to be able to handle millions for the body of Christ. Well, praise God. We'll pay your bills today. Amen. Just start with that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because everything has a timing to it. Say timing. Time. Timing is so important on the Lord because everything has a time in the things of God. Go over to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Everything has a timing in, 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 in the things of God. Because there's a time for everything. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times people, you know, hear God say to them or share with them a part of what it is he wants them to do. And then they, you know, you know, kind of like help God out. You know how we help God out. God's supposed to be our helper, but we end up being his helper and stuff like that. And so then we fill in all the blanks and, and do everything else. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. Say to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. He said to every purpose under the heaven, there's a season and there's a time. To every purpose under the heavens, there's a timing. Which means that the purpose that God has in store for you, there's a timing. Which means that just because he showed you certain things doesn't mean you need to do them today. A lot of times God will share with people glimpses of what they'll be doing later on down the line. 
But we turn that into our ministry. We give it a name. We've heard that it says write it down and make it plain. And we'll write down a lot of stuff and make it plain that we didn't stop and hear what he had to say completely. Because we put a name on it. We give it a title. This is the name of my ministry. This is the name of what it is that God wants me to do. And then when I, we sat down and used the logical mind that God has given us, the creative mind that God has given us, and we put together all the parts and all the plans, and we got it all set down, and it looked so good on paper. But the only problem is, that ain't what God has in store. Because God will show you something. And we got to learn to just accept what he showed us and handle today. But just relax and know that God will show you what it is he wants you to do. Give you glimpses of it too. And all you need to do is handle today. Everybody say handle today. Handle today. Amen. Because everything's got a timing. Everything there's a timing. He said verse 2, there's a time to be born. There's a time to die. A time to plant. time to pluck up. That which is planted. A time to kill. time to heal. Yeah, there's a time to heal. Amen. Time to break down. That's one of the reasons why you don't get in a relationship right after you just got out of a relationship. Because it's as though a part of you got tore off. Just heal. There's a time to break down and a time to build up. It's talking about breaking down something else, not you be all broke down. Amen. <laughs> a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time for crying. Amen. But there's a time to stop that crying too and start laughing. Time to mourn. Time to dance. Time to cast away stones, time to gather stones together, time to embrace and time to refrain from embracing. I definitely don't have time to get into that. A time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. And that's something he used to keep silent before he said speak. There's a revelation in that, but we don't have time for that right now either. Blessed be the name of the Lord, because it's more important to learn that there's a time for silence than there's a time for speaking. There's a time to love and a time to hate, time of war and a time of peace. And of course, you know, goes on to let you know that, you know, some other things in relationship to that. For time's sake, we just want you to know that there's a time for everything. And since there's a time for everything, one of the things I love about the Lord is he'll share with you the timing. God will tell you the times. He'll tell you the seasons. He'll tell you what's going on so that you can be able to know what you need to do to be able to move forward into what it is he has in store for you. Turn back to Acts chapter 16, please. Let's pick up reading verse 6 again. It says, now when they had gone through that place in the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, which is, you know, that, that place in, in, in Asia, after they were come to that place, they essayed to go to that place. But but the Spirit suffered them not to. Praise God. Just like he suffered me not to. Even Sam, praise God, mess up their names. So the Spirit suffered them not to. Told them, don't go. And they, passing by uh, that place, came down to Troas. So they didn't. They went someplace else. And isn't it interesting that it just says he told them not to go, but he didn't tell them why. You know, the Bible has all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Yes, it does. The Bible has all things that pertain unto God, life and godliness, which means the Bible has jam-packed within it everything that you need, you need to know to live your life and to be able to live it in a godly fashion. And all it says is he told them, don't go. Don't say nothing about them asking him questions about why not. It doesn't say anything about him explaining to them why not. It just said he told them, don't go, and they didn't go. That's some awesome thing to learn in life and how to live godly. Because, see, these were people that were raised up to be able to represent him. 
And anybody that's raised up to represent him knows how to be willing and obedient to just do what he tells them to do. That when the wind blows, they move. When the wind stops blowing, they stop moving. When they get ready to make a move to go into a particular area, demonstrating the fact that they tried to do it before, but the Lord, but the Lord suffered them, said, no, don't do that. No, don't do that right now. This isn't the time. This isn't the season. This isn't right. Don't do it. And they didn't do it. I like the Lord. He keeps life simple. Flee fornication. That's simple. That's real simple. Pray without ceasing. That's real simple. And he likes to keep life real simple for you. Because if you get to asking too many questions, not only can God give you answers, but Satan can too. Learn not to question. Learn not to question. There's a place for questions. There's a time for questions too. But when the Lord says, don't do it, just know, don't do it. Anyway, it says, and they passed by that place and went to the other place, Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, meaning that he wasn't asleep, so a vision occurred. There, and there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. So Paul had a vision. Of course, we recognize this would be a vision given by God, not by the pizza he had the day before. But this was a vision given by God that told him that there stood a man of Macedonia. That's the place that they were forbidden to go and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision immediately, he endeavored to go into Macedonia assuredly, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel under them. So he knew beyond. He, he really believed that God called him to be able to go over there because of the vision that he was shown us. One of the benefits that come as a result of uh, receiving the spirit of God and the Holy Ghost is that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and folk will see visions and dream dreams and all those things represent revelation of God. That God will reveal to his children what he needs them to know so that they can step into the restoration and, and, the, and the benefit and the full ministry that he has in store for them. And so God will share with you when the timing is right. At night, he told him, to, he showed him a vision and showed him a man that was on the shores of Macedonia saying, come over here and preach to us. Everybody say a man. It's going to be very important in what we're going to talk about in, uh, in just a moment. That he showed him a man that was standing in Macedonia that said, come over here and minister unto us. So they started packing up their stuff because they knew it was God that told them to do that. We'll read on. A vision. Let me do this first. A vision is the sharing and or revelation of the mind of God concerning the present or future matters. It's the sharing or revelation of the mind of God concerning present or future matters. And God will share with you his mind on future matters. And he'll share with you when to begin to start stepping into those future matters. And when he shares with you, be like Paul and, and, and Barnabas and the crew, whereas they just were Silas at that time. Be like Paul and Silas and the crew and just get up and begin to go and do what it is that God has called you to do. So we read on. So after he had seen the vision immediately, immediately, that means he quick, fast, in a hurry, got up and responded immediately to what it is that the Lord showed him. We endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called for us to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to that place and the next day to that place and from thence to Philippi. Don't sound like no straight course to me. Hey, but they went, they did everything they needed to do to get to the place that God had in store for them which is the chief city of that, of a part of Macedonia and a colony. And we were in the city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. 
And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come unto my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Which means that she said it with enough, enough to be able to cause us to be confident that we ought to do. She constrained us. Now, we saw that there was a time where God had told them, don't go into this area. Don't preach yet into that area. Although I've called you to do it, don't do it. Why? Because I've closed the door for you. Many people up in this room have been told by God to do various things. And you've attempted and endeavored to go forward and do it. You found accomplishment and success in many areas on your way to doing all of what it is that God had to say. But you ran into a sticking point, a stopping point where you couldn't go any further. Many, for many of us, God himself closed that door. Why? Because everything's a function of timing. It's like even this ministry right here. There's many things that I've wanted to do, but yet there's been a restriction on me that I can only do certain things at a, up to a certain time. Lord, knowing me, knowing that I'm zealous and want to get done all that it is he wants me to get done, slows me up in order to make sure in, in some ways that I have opportunity to be able to have everything necessary to get done all that it is that I need to do. Because he knows that other people not stepping up doesn't mean anything to me. I'll do it myself. You know, such a way where, you know, don't matter how many hours I need to be around, don't matter how many days I need to be around, doesn't matter whether, you know, I get a chance to do vacations and all that other kind of stuff and all that, you know, all that other stuff. It's irrelevant. I'm just going to get done what God needs to get done. But many times the Lord will put blocks on things. Why? Because he needs certain things handled and completed until before he can open that door for you to be able to go in and do all that it is he needs to be done. Because everything needs to be in place before you can be able to move forward into the fullness of God's grace. With Paul, when he finally did see it was time to go, he saw that there was, it said that there was a man standing on the shores of Macedonia. But when he entered into Macedonia, notice he did not run into a man. Notice he ran into a woman. Notice he didn't run into a man. Notice he ran into a woman. It's a very important point right here. Very important point in terms of walking through your open door. You must remain sensitive enough to the Holy Ghost to be able to recognize who it is that he was talking about when he showed you something. Because he saw a man, but the very first person he ended up ministering to is a woman, not a man. That's a very important point. Why is that? Because God might send you into a particular place, and if you start off with preconceived notions as to what it is that God is saying specifically, then you might miss the thing that he has just opened a door for thee. The very first person that he had him to be able to speak to who was going to establish the most powerful church in the entire area was not a man. See, that's a big deal. Because, see, back in that day, the woman was, was a, 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 a come along late later. She wasn't the main person. But yet, many times, we'll have in our own mind or society will have already established or customs and, 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 and rituals and things that we'll have already established what's the right, right course to be able to accomplish what God has in store for you. But many times God will lead you in a way that is different than what everybody else has to say to be able to get you to accomplish what he has in store for you. But you have to be sensitive enough to the Holy Ghost to be able to recognize his leading. Because on the Sabbath day, he goes by a riverside. What you doing by a riverside? You're supposed to be going to the synagogues. You're supposed to be going to the, to the, um, to the other places of worship or whatever place of worship that the Jews have in that particular place because the Jews were scattered. They were all over the place. And so you're supposed to be going there. But he goes by the riverside. 
Why? Led by God to the place that he wants him to be to talk to the person that he wants him to talk to. Remember, we learned last week that God will lead you to unlikely sources in unlikely places. He can potentially lead you in unlikely sources to unlikely places. He led him to an unlikely place, which was by a riverside where there were women sitting around there just praying and, and, and praying and praying. And once again, that's not where Paul's custom was in terms of whenever he would enter into a city. Go back and we don't have time. I'll take you through it. Whenever Paul would enter into a city, first place he would go to the synagogues so that he could be able to preach the gospel to the Jew first and then everybody else to the Jew first and then everybody else to the Jew first, then everybody else. But here, in this case, he didn't go to the Jew first. He went to a riverside instead of the synagogues, and he went and talked to a woman first. Why? Because God chooses who he chooses to get done what he needs to get done, and you need to be able to recognize it. So it's very important, because the people that he's going to send you to talk to probably won't be people that you would normally choose yourself. He might send you to a place that you wouldn't choose yourself. A lot of y'all sitting right now in a place that you wouldn't choose yourself. This brother a little wild for some of y'all. A little street for some of y'all. Come on. Can we talk? You don't mind if I go there? A little black for some of y'all. <laughs> Man. A little wild, a little, you know, for some folk. But at the same time, isn't it interesting how the Lord will lead you to the exact place you need to be to be able to get exactly what it is he has in store for thee. He'll send you right by the people that you need to be by in order to get done what you need to get done. When he got there, he ran into this woman by the name of Lydia who was by there praying. In the midst of this crowd, a woman was one woman that was going to be able to be instrumental in the development of his entire ministry from that point forward. In the middle of this thing, a bunch of women, it's going to be one woman that is going to be instrumental in the development of his ministry from that point forward. For time's sake, share with you that this woman, Lydia, was the one who ended up founding the, the, the church at uh, Philippi in her house. It founded right there in her house. And interestingly enough, in the interesting that Philippi was the only church was the one that would pay once and again unto his necessity while he was going out and preach all the rest of the word every place else. All the other churches that were founded were not communicating with him, as the scripture calls it, or giving him money, giving offerings and things like that. But only the church that started out of this one lady's house. So that then meant that if he didn't allow himself to be led by God in the direction that he needed to be led, then he would have never received the funding necessary to do all that it is that God had called him to do. It's so important that you be led by God at this time because God's going to lead you by the people that he wants you to be by in the places that he wants you to go so that you can meet the people that he wants you to meet and attach yourself to the people he wants you to attach yourself at so that it can be able to empower you to be able to move forward into the awesome things that God has in store for you. Are you listening to him? But you must be sensitive and do not set up preconceived notions of how it is that it should be. Well, that's all that we have time for today. Hope that you're blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that it's true. There really are doors of opportunity that God's opened for me and you. Doors of opportunity to acquire and achieve all the awesome things that God has prepared for me and you. Hope even more that you're learning and even being inspired to walk through the doors that God opened for me and you so that we can walk straight into all the awesome things that are awaiting me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it your way right away. 
but it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just the thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio to help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay have to pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. Bring him too. I look forward to seeing all of you married people this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Now stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.